What's up, what's up, y'all? And thanks for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk About It, where we're talking about biblical principles and living them out in everyday life. I'm your host, Lenita Harris. Let's get into it. Okay, guys, so today we're going to be talking about use what you've proved. And this, it all came out um, in a conversation. What I'm about to share with you today came out in a conversation with a, a dear, dear friend of mine. I love her heart tremendously. She's a beautiful, beautiful person. And um, she had just recently listened to the first episode of my podcast. And uh, that was talking about fear. If you haven't listened to it, you know, you can go back and listen to it. Um, but it w- she was talking about how it really hit home for her because she was in a space where the Lord, she knows the Lord has told her to do some things. Um, and, and one thing in particular she mentioned, but she said it was totally laughable. And I completely understood feeling that way, um, feeling like whatever the Lord has told you to do is laughable because surely, surely he, he didn't mean it. Like for real, like you, you think I'm about to do this? <laughs> so I completely understood that. But we had this conversation and it was a very, very rich conversation. And this is what came out. And I, I want to go ahead and tell you guys, a lot of times the way the Lord uses me, the way he has used me, I don't know, since as far back as I can remember, will be um, in conversation with people. Um, when I was a kid, just a little bit of background information, I got saved when I was eight and I got filled with the Holy Ghost when I was 11 years old. And so I've really, um, just, I've really just kind of always walked with the Lord, um, and, and just endeavored to, to live a life that's pleasing to him. And I, I heard when I was eight that the thing that pleased the Lord the most when, uh, was when Solomon asked for wisdom. And so um, there were tons of things he could have asked for, but he asked for wisdom and he got the wisdom and then ended up getting all the other stuff he could have asked for anyway, because he had the wisdom. And so I said, well, I want to be like that. I want to, I want to have wisdom. So I started praying right there when I was eight. I said, Lord, give me wisdom, give me wisdom. And guys, the Lord answers, he answers. Uh, and, and that's the scripture in James, James 1, 5, I believe that says, um, uh, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of the Lord who will give liberally, you know? And, um, and I didn't know that was a scripture when I was eight, but it was something that I just heard and it made sense in my heart. So I just asked when I was talking to God and you know, it wasn't nothing elaborate cause I was eight. <laughs> I didn't even know that many words. So, <laughs> so, um, God honors, God honors prayer. He honors your heart wherever you are. It doesn't matter where you are. Just give God what you have and he'll do the rest. He honors your heart and he honors his word. So if you know his word, give his word back to him. He'll honor it. Um, that was a side journey, but it was for somebody. <laughs> um, um, so in the, so when I was, I was asking for wisdom and the Lord has done it. He's increased me in wisdom and, um, and, and, then people started coming to me asking me for advice when I was like a teenager. And I was like, baby, um, you know, but I would, I would open my heart and just start flowing. I would, you know, kind of internally ask the Lord for help and then just start flowing with whatever, whatever it felt like was coming up in, in on the inside of me, whatever words I just started going with it. And so that's how I have operated since then. Um, so most of my life here. And so that's how the Lord 
uh, uses me, which brings me to the point of this podcast, use what you've proved because this came out in a conversation. Um, my friend was telling me about, about something that she, she needed to do. And, uh, and she was a bit, she was quite afraid to do it for whatever the reasons are, you know, and, um, I asked her if I could share my thoughts and ask her a few questions. And she said, yes. And so, um, you know, I, I began to share my, about my journey with my podcast and I gave her complete and, and total like disclosure. Um, I told at the, uh, on my, in my first episode of my podcast, I was talking about how I fought the Lord for two years. I did, uh, because for the first year, uh, which was the, the, well, the first year he gave it to me, um, it was the beginning of the year. It was the January, the first <laughs> of the year that he gave it to me. And I didn't do anything until November and I started trying to do stuff. So here's the thing, the original, the, the Lord told me, I'll just go ahead and tell you the date. The Lord told, told me in January of 2018 to start putting information out there for people. That's, that's all he said. I was like, um, no. And so then, then I was like, okay, well, fine, fine, fine. How you want me to put it out there or what, what is it supposed to be? You know? And I had, I had the image internally of a YouTube video of a YouTube channel. You know, I have, you guys know, I have a, well, if you don't know, I have a YouTube channel that I started a number, a long, long time ago, child. And so, but I haven't really done anything with it anyway. I was like, okay. So I had that idea. Well, I started running with that idea. Well, let me not say it like it was an immediate run because it wasn't. That was in about January, February. Yeah, it was November before I actually sat down in front of, uh, of my camera to try to record something. Um, and so with that, when I sat down in front, so I, I said, okay, Lord, what do you want to talk about? And I knew what he wanted to talk about. And so I sat down, I wrote my little notes out and I said, okay, I'm about to push record. I, uh, I had started just kind of flowing through my notes without the record button on, without the record, record button pushed. I started flowing through my notes and I was going. I said, great, wonderful, pushed record. And immediately the flow that I had stopped. I was like, I don't understand. I understand. I just, I just had this. <laughs> I totally just had this. And so I kept trying, I kept trying, but guys, I didn't feel that freedom and that flow with the camera recording me. And I was like, this is crazy. I'm, I'm messing up. I can't remember what I'm supposed to say. I can't even sense the Holy ghost. Like it was like, I knew without the push and record when I was just flowing and freely talking, I, I could sense the anointing and I knew that I was flowing with the Holy Ghost. When I pushed record, I couldn't sense any of that. It was just like nothing was there. I was like, but no, but I just did this. So I pushed stop. I said, okay, let me, let me just practice again. Baby, as soon as I started practicing, and, when I, and I don't even want to say practicing, as soon as I said the first word without being on record, boom, the flow was back. I said, okay, okay, I got it. Push record again. Nothing. I said, y'all, I said, listen, this is a mess. And so I really, I, I want you to know that I tried for an hour and a half. It did not work out. It did not. So finally I was like, well, Lord, what? I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> so anyway, because I can't, so I said, maybe I'll just try another day on another day. 
I tried, I did, I tried that about two or three times, guys, to record a video of me putting information out there. And it did not work because I couldn't sense the flow of the Holy Ghost. I could not sense the anointing or the unction. I couldn't sense it. I couldn't flow with it. And so I was like, well, dang, maybe I'm not supposed to do YouTube videos. And so I just didn't do anything. But guess what didn't go away? Put information out there for people. Put information out there for people. So then I was like, okay, well, maybe I should do a blog. So I actually, I had, um, I was, <laughs> I had started a blog. Well, I kind of didn't start a blog. I had the, I, I, I was going to start a blog, but I never actually sat down to type. You know why? Because, well, I did sit down once to type, but I couldn't flow. <laughs> and so I said, well, shoot. So then I just left it alone. Now, by this time, it is November of that year of 2018. It was, it's November of 2018. And um, the Lord then told me to put the information out there in January. But now it's November. And I was like, I tried because it kept coming up. Put the information out there. And I'm like, I, I keep trying. What do you want? What more do you want from me? And then December rolled around of 2018. And I said, man, I just, I tried these other ways. How, what's the best way for me to do this? And then the idea for a podcast popped into my mind. Guys, I jumped on that idea right away and started looking up stuff. I was like, I don't even know how to do a podcast. What, isn't there like a whole, that, that's a whole world of whatever. Y'all, I found Anchor. Um, which I really, really love Anchor. It's incredibly easy to use um, and it's free. So that's a plus. Um, but uh, I found Anchor and everything flowed smoothly. The It was easy to set up and all that other stuff. But then guys, the, the, true, the true test was when I pushed record. When I pushed record, I didn't have any problems. The anointing was there. I sensed the, the flow of the Holy Ghost and I was able to go and go and go and go. And then I, it hit me after I stopped, after I recorded, after I stopped recording, it hit me. This is where I've proved God. This is um, how the Lord has been operating in my life behind the scenes for years. I'm going to tell you this piece of information. Um, and to some of you, it may seem a little weird. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't feel ashamed. And so, so um, when I was a teenager, this, I remember it starting back when I was a teenager. Um, the, the inspiration from the Holy Ghost to just start speaking stuff out would hit me at the most random times. I mean, I could be just, I could be singing or something like that, worshiping or whatever. And then all of a sudden inspiration would hit or unction really would hit um, and, or a flow really would hit. And for with words just coming up in my, it words were come, rising up on the inside of me. So I just opened my mouth and started speaking that. And I had, I would be talking to no one, literally, like I'd be in my room or in the bathroom because sometimes it would happen after I you know, just, you know, just showered or whatever. And so, uh, and I'm getting ready for the day, you know, and, or even while I was on my way to work after, as I got older, like it just would be the most random times 
but the stuff was the words were rising up and I couldn't do anything with them other I didn't I couldn't get away from them without speaking them out so I would just talk as if I had an audience of people that were listening I wouldn't necessarily imagine that I was in front of people I just I just would talk as if people were listening and I would start it with the words that came up and then I would end it when the words ended and that was it I go on about my business go on about my day and be like dang and a lot and guys a lot of the stuff that I was saying I'm going to tell you about 95% of the time when I was saying this stuff I it was stuff that I never said it was stuff I never heard it was stuff I never knew but if as I was listening to myself saying it under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost I was like dang that makes sense oh gosh that makes sense and then eventually I would um, sometimes eventually the the Lord would bring somebody across my path that would um, would ask for advice or would be dealing with something and it would be directly related to something I had just spoke out to an audience of nobody or to an audience of maybe just the Lord and so I was like man so said all that to say that was how I had already proved God in flowing with the Holy Ghost by just opening my mouth to speak. So video didn't work for me when I tried to start it because I could see too much. I was looking at myself. I was looking at the shirt that I had on. I was looking at the background, the backdrop. I was looking at the lighting like, oh gosh, this is terrible. I was looking at so much stuff. I couldn't turn my mind off and I could not get into the place where I was. We're going to say we're going to coin it as in the zone. You know, you know, when you get in the zone, because when you are in the zone, baby, it's just like you are just flowing and you are just going and it's almost like nothing even matters because whatever you're doing is the right thing and you know it's the right thing and then you flow until you stop so I couldn't get in the zone because it was stuff that I wasn't I was surrounded by stuff I wasn't used to and I was looking at stuff that I wasn't used to looking at and so I couldn't focus and get in the zone until the podcast and then boom this is essentially what well, I know essentially this is exactly what I've been doing for most of my life I just happened to press record this time so there was freedom to flow there and you know something that I learned a lesson that I learned there um, I didn't I didn't realize I was learning it then but in retrospect a lesson that I learned is most often and I because and I, I'll, I can say most often I'll say most often for me I'll say most often for me because I, I started just analyzing and looking back over different things that the Lord has, had, had, had done and, and in my life and so I found that most often when the Lord uh, gives us a vision of something or an idea of something a lot of times it will be the end game but it's not where we should start and we'll get into trouble I don't want to say trouble but we'll we'll get we'll run into um, so many roadblocks and get so incredibly frustrated when we want what we saw and we knew it was from the Lord we want what we saw to be what we see as soon as we start but a lot of times he'll show us the end and, and if you if you if you'll just sit with yourself and just realize man 
I can't, I can't get away from this one thing. But I mean, I, I, it's been years, but I can't get away from that one thing that I really feel like I was supposed to do or that I really feel like was supposed to happen, but it just never happened. And, and when we can't get away from it, guys, we need to revisit it. We need to revisit it because it's something that we left undone. It's something that we did not complete. Once you complete the thing, it doesn't really come back up unless it is to tell others about the lesson that you learned or about what was done. And so if it's coming up and you can't get away from it, it's because you didn't complete it. And let me tell you something about God. He orders our steps. He does not graduate us to another step until we successfully complete this step, the first step. He'd like, you know, and I'll, I'll let's say we'll, we'll use school, school as, as an example. You know, you start off in you know preschool or whatever. You, let's say we start off in kindergarten. You don't get to go to first grade until you successfully complete kindergarten. You don't get a grace pass. Like in some school systems, um, you know, some kids, if they're troubled or whatever, they'll just kind of get passed on up. They'll just get grace passed on up. No, no, no. The Lord does not grace pass you through a level. He don't skip you through levels without your completion of the previous level. That's just not what he does. That's not what he does. You don't get to go to the next step until you finish the first one. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. So, um, and how does that relate to having a vision of the end game? Because he gives you the vision of the end game so that you have to come you have to constantly take it before him because it's his work to complete it's his work he's supposed to be the one that perfects it and watches over the vision to make it come to pass he that's his job that's his job our job is to act based on the unctions and leadings that we have internally the ideas whatever our job is to act and don't don't worry don't get so caught up if you have an idea and you start trying to implement it and it doesn't work out, don't don't feel like a failure. The world, our culture would teach us in so many ways. Our culture teaches us that if you don't, that if you fail or if you don't hit the mark, whatever mark was set up, then you failed and you shouldn't do it again. Or you should keep trying to do it that same way to hit the mark. And that's not always true. But, but if you continue to fail over and over again, you just eventually stop trying because you couldn't hit the mark. But see, the thing is, how we will often just walk away from the failure and not take the lessons. See, the lessons, guys, oh my gosh, the lessons are in the losses. Because if you did it all right, you wouldn't have anything to go back to to try to figure out how you could do it differently. See, the lessons are in the losses. Whenever you fail, that's not, um, it's not a negative thing unless you view it as a negative thing. If you will flip your perspective and change that thing around, then if you failed and you didn't hit the mark, then you say, okay, what, did, what was it that I did? And how can I do it differently? Because I got to hit this mark. I'm going to hit this mark. So I'm going to make every adjustment that I need to in order to hit that mark. And so the thing is with God, when he shows you the vision, 
You have to continually take that thing before him. And when you get ideas, uh, when thoughts come to your mind, when you get leadings or unctions, you just feel impressed on the inside. Like, dang, I just feel like I should do. I just feel like I should do. Follow that stuff, guys. Follow it. And and if it doesn't work out like you think you might, like you, you think it's going to work out, or like you interpreted that it might before you started it, it's okay. Take that, take the, take the failure, if you consider it a failure, back to the Lord and ask him to show you what you can learn through it. See, the word of God says, knock and the door shall be opened. Seek and you shall find. The thing is, will you keep on seeking until you find? Will you keep on knocking until it's opened? Because that's really what God wants us to do. That's really what he wants us to do. He wants, because, and that's a part of relationship, guys. I want you to understand that the most important thing to God concerning you is your relationship with him. That's the most important thing. You can't have a relationship with someone if you don't talk to them, if you don't spend time with them. You just can't. If you don't spend time with someone you supposedly have a relationship with, you don't actually have a relationship with them because you're not relating to them. You have knowledge of them and who they are. Maybe who they are. You have knowledge of them, but you don't have a relationship with them. And so the most important thing to God concerning you is your relationship. And it takes a lifetime to develop that relationship. It takes your entire life to develop that relationship. It really does. You won't ever really be get to a place to where you're just coasting and and you ain't checking in with God and he's not checking in with you. I'm saying if you're actively engaged in your relationship with the Lord, you won't ever get to that place. And now you can. You can get to that place. For sure, um, I don't, I'm not meaning to confuse anybody. I'm just saying if you're actively per- pursuing the relationship, you're always going to have something to talk about. And if you happen to get into that space to where you kind of checking in on in with them, you know, every now and again, it's going to be a bit uncomfortable to stay there because he's going to continue. The Holy Spirit is going to continue to knock on the door of your heart and remind you of times past when you weren't complacent, when you were actively uh, building the relationship. He's going to continue, the Holy Ghost is going to continue to do that. And he's going to knock on that door because he wants you to open the door back up, to start it back up. That was a long, that was a trail. Oh, but look, even the Holy Spirit is knocking until the door is open. Come on. Thank God. Um, but so the overall man, help me out, Holy Ghost, because where was I just at? I don't. Well, we're just gonna keep on going. We'll just I'm, all right, and I'll get back to what I'll get. I'll get back to wherever we was trying to go. I'm just gonna follow him. So build that relationship, and when you get those ideas, see me back. And when you get those ideas and those those unctions, those leadings, follow them, and then if you fail, take them back to him. That's building the relationship. Father, how could I have done? How could I do it differently? How do you want me to do it? This, that, and the other. Don't worry about it not working out because the Lord is going to eventually teach you a lesson. 
He's eventually going to connect all the dots. You just got to keep living. Okay, just keep living and keep doing. And eventually you'll get to that thing that fits, that works, and you'll be able to flow. Use what you've proved. Here we go. Our scripture reference for today is coming um, from 1 Samuel because it's based on David. In the conversation that I was having, it just popped up in my heart. Um, and I said, like David, David popped up in my heart. So this is a scripture reference uh, for today. It's 1 Samuel chapter 17. And verse, we're going to start, I'm sorry, First Samuel, First Samuel, um, is it 17? Yes, First Samuel chapter 17, verse um, 32. We're going to start there. Okay, uh, verse 32 in First Samuel chapter 17 says, um, then David said, so, oh, let me give you some background information. So what's happening is Goliath, uh, if you don't know the story of David and Goliath, you can find it in first um, Samuel chapter 16 and 17 right there but so if you do know it then here's a brief recap so what's happening is Goliath is this Philistine that's really not a part of the the um, these the Philistines were not followers of the Lord and so Goliath was this massive I mean he was a giant and he was over there yelling at the Lord's people I mean all kinds of stuff and basically saying y'all got trash y'all got his trash I am the best I am the king King me, crown me the king, and I'm coming over there. I'm gonna take y'all land because I'm sick of y'all. I mean, you know, that's that's my version of it. But actually, read it to get you know the the full understanding. But so Goliath been talking trash, and everybody because he's so big, folks have been afraid of this man. You know, it's like oh shoot, this man he just me he just massive, and so no one would go, and he would show up at the same place every day and say, send somebody out to meet me. I'm gonna kill him. I mean, that could put a lot of fear in your heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, who? you got somebody that's maybe 12 feet tall. I can't remember how exactly what his stature was, but I'm, we're just going to go with this as an example. You got somebody that's like 12 feet tall and like a, a whole lot of feet wide, and they were out here saying, you know, with a, a, a whole deep voice, I'm imagining, like you can just hear it and you feel like the ground shaking, and they come at that time, I'll send somebody that's over here. Send somebody out here. I'm going to kill them because y'all got his trash. Um, and you try to send somebody that's six feet tall out there, uh, a cool 205, uh-uh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, so that's what's happening. And now David, now while this is happening, while Goliath is showing up every day, trash talking, what's happening on the other side of with David is that he's in the wilderness. I don't want to say the wilderness, but he's in, he's tending the sheep and he's having training tending to sheep. That was where God had him for whatever reasons God had him there. So he's not even hearing all the things that Goliath is saying. He just shows up one day to, to talk to his brothers who was in, who were in the army. And he just happens to hear what is going on. All right. Now we're going to pick up uh, verse 32. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 32. Then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Talking about Goliath. Your servant, meaning me, I, I will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Saul was the king now, the king. Okay. Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him for you are a youth and he a man of war from his youth. So we have an age difference and we have someone there, a mouthpiece. We're going to pause right here. We're saying that there's a mouthpiece already there speaking against David and why he cannot accomplish what he believes in his heart he can accomplish verse 34 
But David said to Saul, I love it. He didn't even, he didn't, his response was not, oh, you're right. I'm not, he, he didn't even try to consider what Saul had said. No, his response was immediately. But David said to Saul, verse 34, your servant, meaning me, used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the, out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and I struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both a lion huh, and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Um, see, so the circumcision, you know, the male circumcision, that was how it was determined back in the day, whether or not. Uh, the people, the tribe of people or the tribe of men were followers of the Lord. So that's why he said this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. So David right there was rehearsing. He was like, no, no, I walk with the Lord. And when, when, when I was attending sheep, lions and a lion and a bear came to, to keep, to carry off one of my sheep or to carry off some of my sheep. And under the inspiration with me following the Lord, I killed that lion. I killed that bear. The Lord was with me then. He's going to be with me now because now there's an actual living, breathing person that's talking about the living God that I serve. No, he's going down too. the Lord will deliver him into my hand. That's what he said. The, or the, the Lord will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And verse 37, and Saul said to David, well, go and the Lord be with you. <laughs> so Saul was like, all right, shoot. Okay, it's fine. Now in verse 38, though, this is what happens. See, this is what happened. So Saul clothed David with his armor and he put a bronze helmet on his head. See, Let's back up. Verse 38. So Saul clothed David with his armor and he put a bronze helmet on his head. He also clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened his sword and to his armor, verse 39, and tried to walk for he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these for I have not tested them. So David took them off. So here's so we're going to we're going to stop briefly right here uh, and, and, and focus right there on verse verse 38 or well, fo focus on what's just happened. So so Saul first told him, you can't do this because you're too young. But then David, speaking on the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, he was so confident. He was like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this now that now Saul was David's king. Right. So Saul said, all right, well, fine, go ahead on and the Lord be with you. And then Saul began to do, but Saul began to use what Saul had proved, the, his own armor. See, he began to try to help David where David was from the place where he was. I want to pause right here. I want to pause right here because I, I, I want to make sure I'm communicating what the Holy Spirit has given to me. Sometimes... When you try to help someone, the, the method that you're using to help them 
cannot help them where they are because you're not giving them tools to fight where they are. You're giving them tools to fight where you are. See, it's like once you graduate to a certain level, um, I'm going to use this as an example. If you love math and you have learned math for years and years and years, and now you've graduated to the point of calculus to where all you see is calculus, every, you see calculus in everything. It's fine and that's good for you and it's probably needed for you. But then if someone comes up to you and they have a simple equation, you may not be able to best help them uh, because you're using too much complex knowledge. You're using too many complex words because you've already gained, acquired so much knowledge. So it's hard to simplify to get it to where they can understand it. However, and that's because you're in calculus. I mean, you're, you're in college somewhere in calculus and somebody's in second grade. But you know who can help them? Who may be able to help them better? Someone that's in the fourth grade. Or some of us in the fifth grade because they're closer to the level of the second grade you see what I'm saying so and I'm not saying if you if you're skilled in calculus you wouldn't be able to help you just have to remember second grade and what you needed in second grade that's it and give them second grade that's what you can do okay so but so Saul clothed David with his armor but David said, man, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. I can't, I can't walk with this stuff because I haven't tested this stuff. So David took it off. Verse 40. Then, and so David was smart enough. I don't want to say he was smart enough. Perhaps the Holy Ghost was dealing with him and he just went with the unction. Because uh, in verse 40, he goes back to what he knows. He goes back to what he's already proved. And verse 40, it says, then he took his staff in his hand and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag in a pouch which he had and his sling was in his hand and he drew near the Philistine. So David took off all this armor that was for his protection that other that someone a trusted person had given him for his protection and logically it made sense that armor. But According to the Holy Spirit, spiritually, it didn't make sense in this particular case because it wasn't going to be effective. So people can mean well and they can try the best that they can to help you. But at the end of the day, guys, you got to go with what the Holy Spirit is giving you. You got to go with what you know. That's it. I'm not saying don't listen to people. Try it out. If it don't work, if it don't fit, you must have quit. <laughs> if, no, if it doesn't fit for real, put it down and go back to what you know does fit. So verse 40, um, he drew near the Philistine with nothing more than a slingshot, a staff, and five smooth stones. Huh. And I love this. So you can continue to read. I'm going to stop right here for the sake of this podcast, podca uh, for the sake of, of this particular podcast. But you can keep on reading and you'll see that date that when David shows up, Goliath is like, y'all are kidding me. This is what y'all sent. This is what y'all sent to fight me. And so. And. Uh, 
I love this part. I'll, I'll, let's, I'll go back to it. I'll start reading verse 45. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, with a spear and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, Israel, whom you have defied. Verse 46, this day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day, I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. See, here's the thing, guys. I love that. That type of talk right there gets me stirred up because see, you when you when you are fighting for the Lord and with the Lord on your side, when you are fighting and you're using the, the using what he has given you, you cannot fail and you can speak boldly and speak confidently because you know you've proved him he has been with you and you know who it is that you're fighting for you can fight boldly and confidently and that's what david did and that's exactly what happened baby (laughs) verse 47 then all this assembly shall know that the lord does not save with the sword and spear (laughs) for the battle is the lord's and he will give you into our hands and that's exactly what happened baby they was running toward each other David got that slingshot going boom released that stone and Goliath went down Goliath went down and look look now look now look I love this because in verse 46 David said I will strike you and take your head from you now David ain't going nowhere with a sword Mm -mm. all he had was a staff and a slingshot Baby, keep on reading because David cut Goliath's head off with his own sword. <laughs> Woo! I tell you what, I ain't gonna, I'm going to say it right here. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. I ain't going to say, you know, hey, listen. But that's what happened. God, will, God, if you follow the Lord, he will knock your, follow the Lord. He will knock your enemy down and then give you what was in your enemy's hand that your enemy meant to use against you oh come on somebody i just got real stirred up we serve a mighty mighty god but the whole that that was a whole other journey but the whole point of this is use what you have proved so in the conversation with my friend i said i said how do you flow with the holy ghost you know you i said take the vision back before the lord Ask him if you have to do it, if you have to start it with video. See if that's the end game or if it's where you should start. And if you find out that it's the end game, if the Lord tells you that, that was, that's the end game, then ask him where you should start. And I said, how do you, I said, you know you. How do you flow with the Holy Ghost? Create an atmosphere or get into, the, get into that atmosphere and vibe and just flow. Start with the Holy Ghost. When that unction hits, you start it. And then when the unction ends, you end. And it will be enough. See guys, a lot of times we don't do things or we can get overwhelmed by the vision and not do things 
or we can have the vision and start trying to implement stuff but not see the vision come to pass so we just we just quit you know the bible says in proverbs hope deferred makes the heart sick and when you get a bit hope deferred makes the heart sick so if you have a vision from the lord and you're trying and you're trying and you're trying to to implement it to act it out and you're not seeing the results in the natural from what you saw in the spirit your hope is deferred and it makes your heart sick and then you can end up fainting you can just walk away but you know the bible says in habakkuk uh, write the vision down and make it plain so that he may uh write it on the tablet so that he may run that reads it and um Mm, let's just go go to it. I'll, I'll flip to it real quick because I want to quote it accurately. Um, hmm. One second, guys. I wasn't planning to go this direct this route. Um, but you know it. Uh, maybe you know the scripture, but it's Habakkuk, um, chapter two, I believe. Well, I don't want to take up too much time because I am not, I couldn't just flip to it real, real, ah, I don't have it. Just give me one second. And no, I'm not going to edit this part out because if I was standing right in front of you, I couldn't edit this part out. So Habakkuk, I got it. Habakkuk chapter two, verse two. It says, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. Verse three, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Now, I, I, I know that that sounds a little bit confusing. Though it tarries, wait for it. Because it will surely come, it will not tarry. You just told me, though it tarries, wait for it. So, but here's the thing. The vision, guys, the vision that God has given you, the end, if he shows you the end game, it's yet for an appointed time. And you don't know that time. But at the end of that time, it will speak. Meaning that it will, you will be able to see that it has come into fruition. And that's how it's not going to lie. Because you'll see that it has come into fruition. And though it tarries... Wait for it, meaning though time is passing by and you and you're trying all that you can and you don't see it happening. Wait and and the wait. I want to say that that word there wait can mean to not just be still. There is a there is a version of uh, and a definition of wait that means to, that stand still doing nothing. But there's also the the definition of wait at, uh, as if you're waiting like a, a waiter where you are actually moving and you're doing stuff and you're serving where you're doing stuff and implementing stuff uh wait for it because it will surely come keep doing stuff keep doing stuff keep following the unctions of the holy ghost it's gonna come <laughs> it will surely come it will not tarry that's that it will not tarry is speaking to that it will come just keep moving it will come just keep moving that's how it's not going to tarry because you're going to see it 
You're going to wait and contend for it in the spirit. You're going to con- you continue to put forth effort and then you're going to see it in the natural. And it will be all worth it. But the Bible says there, it says that. And then in another place, it says in due season, that's in the New Testament. In due season, you will reap if you faint not. So hope deferred makes the heart sick. If you're not seeing it come to pass and you've walked away from it without seeing it into completion, you fainted. And you didn't stay the course until you saw the vision come to pass. Because at the end, it's going to speak. Won't speak at the beginning. At the end, it will speak. Use what you've proved. Do what you know. So I was asking my friend, I said, how do you flow with the Holy Ghost? Just do that. Start. And here was the point that I was trying to make a few minutes ago. Uh, thank you, Holy Ghost, for bringing it back to me. A lot of times we, um, we stop because we see the vision and um, it's either too big and overwhelming for us that we don't ever start or we get caught up in that in that period that, w- that was just described and we faint because we have not seen it come to pass. But you know what I've found when that happens? It's because we're so concerned with the completion of the project and not having and being concerned with not having all the things that we need to complete the project. But we don't need to be concerned with that. All we need to be concerned with is what's already in our hand. Just like David. He put that armor down. And he took a staff in his hand. He put back in his hand what was already there. And he started off. If you could, if you know the story of David and Goliath, you know David eventually become he replaces Saul as the king. And he has to fight many, many, many battles afterwards <laughs> after Goliath he has to fight many 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 battles and I'm sure he graduated to the point of armor because at some point in uh I think it's in in first Samuel or maybe second Samuel it's talking about a sword that David has in his hand so at some point he graduates to the knowledge of needing armor but that wasn't where he started what was in his hand was enough to start the fulfillment of the Lord's will. Because if you if you back up into a, a couple chapters or so before 17, Saul anointed David as king. Meaning that he would be the next king. <laughs> but it didn't happen right away. You know what that first step was? Defeating Goliath. That's what that's that's the, that's what's clear to me in my Bible when I read it. His first step toward becoming king after being anointed. See, God showed the vision to the prophet that told Saul, "Hey, David is the next king." So he showed the end game. <laughs> then David was anointed to be able to complete 
or to fulfill the end game. Hmm. But then he actually had to walk through the steps so that he could get to the end game. And the first step was defeating Goliath. But see, he had been in preparation long before he was anointed and called king by someone else. He had already been in preparation out there with the sheep, proving God behind the scenes so that bam, when lights, camera, and action were on, when he was, when he, when he had a platform, God only decided to show up, to shine a light on something that he had already worked through with David in private. See, that's another lesson, guys. Don't be, I want to encourage you to not be upset if you feel invisible or you feel like what you're doing is not mattering because can't nobody see it. <laughs> if you're in a season of hiding, enjoy that season because God is proving you in that season and you're proving God in that season. See, long before God showed, God puts you on a public platform, he works with you privately and he builds you privately so that when you get to the platform, what you did privately will be enough to sustain you while you're there. But understand, once you get to that platform, there's a whole other set of stuff that's going to come at you and a whole lot of other options you're going to have to for to forsake what you've proved. Just keep going with what you've proven until God gives you something else. So in conclusion, I was telling my friend, follow the unction until it stops. And then when it stops, stop with it. And it will be enough to start. Don't worry about anything else. Just follow the unction. Just do what the Lord would have you to do. That will be sufficient. And then <laughs> don't put off for tomorrow what you can do today. Guys, we only get today. That's the only thing we get. You know what? We're the only promise. The only promise that we can be assured of. I'm talking about with our natural eyes is the moment that we're living in. As we're living in it, we can make plans for tomorrow, but guys, sufficient for tomorrow is its own trouble. There's a whole other set of stuff attached to tomorrow that you don't know anything about. So if you have an idea today, do it today. If you have an unction from the Lord today, do it today because it's all you really have is today. And to be honest, tomorrow never comes anyway. Because whenever it gets here, it's always today. And the last little piece here, a piece here, is this. You know, we live in a culture um, that is heavily uh, focused on success. And the, you, the way that it focuses on success is by growth. And your growth is determined by your numbers. The numbers that you're putting out. That's how your growth is determined. But guys, 
I want I want to challenge you to think about this uh, from a, a different perspective, from a, a spiritual perspective. See, um, the world's way of doing things, and I say the world, not meaning people that are um, are not following the Lord. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the world's way of doing things as man's way. Man's way of doing things is they need to be in control. And they need to be able to see and monitor uh, and regulate everything. And if you try to bring that principle and functionality into your relationship with God, you're going to have some problems. You're going to have some struggles because God don't function that way. Your relationship don't function that way. You're not the regulator of the vision. You are not in control of how things happen. You're not. And so if you bring that principle, trying to operate with that principle in your relationship with God, you're going to meet a whole lot of obstacles and a whole lot of roadblocks. You're going to have a whole lot of trouble because you are supposed to walk by faith. And you don't know what's coming. You can't. And, and the thing about walking by faith is all you have is your leaning uh, and dependence on the Holy Spirit. And when he gives you unctions and leadings and ideas, you follow them. But you may never be able to check up on what you did to see how it came out. If the Lord tells you to go talk to this one person that's, you know, over on aisle six or just across the street or, or across. I mean, it could be next to you in your cubicle at work. He could tell you to talk to him and and you can talk to him. And I'm not saying that you have to say give him scriptures or anything like that, but it could be something as simple as a smile or a hug or saying, hey, I, yeah, I love your outfit. If, if you have that, those thoughts and those ideas, do them. But the thing is, you won't, you, don't ever, you won't ever know how that affects somebody. You have no way to gather statistics. But the world's way will tell you to gather your statistics based on your numbers and your growth. And so the thing is, we cannot do something because we're so focused on wanting on the growth of it and so focused on the numbers. And, and we want to be successful. So we have to have a lot of numbers, right? We have to have a large amount of numbers so we can be successful because ultimately that's how we become successful. You have to have a lot of numbers so we can have the growth because that's ultimately how we become successful. No. We have to stop thinking about success from the world's way and man's idea of success and start viewing success from God's way. If you want to live your life that's committed and submitted to the Lord. And you want his will. We have to view it his way. And his way of success is, did you do what I told you to do? Did you complete the assignment I gave you? Period. The end. So guys, in whatever the Lord is leading your heart to do, whatever you, you whatever visions he's given your heart, write them down. So that you can come back to it periodically if you need to. But you know, even the thing about God is even if you don't write it down and, and come back to it, it's good to write it down because you can't remember everything. But even if you don't, the Holy Spirit will keep flashing that thing up in your heart to remind you. He will. He will. Because he's kind. God is kind like that. So whatever vision he's given you, submit it and commit it back to him. Ask him how you should fulfill it. 
ask him how you should do it. Then make your steps and in the vision, make your steps, wait for it, contend for it, use what you've proved and in the end, the vision shall speak and it will not lie. God bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord walk, watch over you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May you be showered with his favor and his mercy and his grace. May your heart be strengthened to fulfill the promise. Aha. May your heart be strengthened to fulfill the assignment and the task that he has given you. May, may you be filled with his anointing to complete the assignment and the task. May he bring people into your life that are supposed to help you. And I pray right now, I pray over your eyes and your ears and your sense of knowing, your understanding in the spirit. May your, your, may your spiritual eyes be keen to see as he sees. May your ears, your spiritual ears be keen to hear what it is the Holy Spirit will speak to your heart. May the knowledge of your under, and your understanding spiritually increase as you press into your relationship with him as you keep knocking until the door is open as you keep seeking until you find in Jesus name I pray amen okay guys until next time